Start the week with Unmade. Setting the agenda for the week in media and marketing. Today, the ABC contemplates its radio decline. A key meta exec defects back to the old world. And the government makes decisions on its sport list. Unmade. It's Monday, March 20. 2023. I'm Abe Beauty, and good morning, Tim Burrows. How are you? I'm very good, thank you, Abe. Now, did I hear an ever so slight hesitation before you said 2023? I couldn't remember the year it was. <laughs> yeah, I I generally find about sort of January is just it's a complete write off, isn't it? You know, I kind of I'm I'm old enough to remember when we used to write checks, and I one of the banes of my life when I worked on the checkout at Marks and Spencers was people writing the wrong year on their check. But anyway, um, how was your weekend? Great weekend. Um, lots of family stuff as per usual. But uh, as is my way of talking about Tasmania, where I live, where you live as well, um, we went to a, through a crop maze yesterday, this massive cornfield planted it only it only exists for six weeks of the year so they plant this cornfield via gps very elaborate pattern it was a real a big eagle uh, this year and you go in for half an hour one hour an hour and a half depending on how long it takes with the kids and see if you can get from one end to the other so it was lots of fun and how long did it take you to solve that well, I I must admit that uh, my wife and uh, our friends, they had a, a girls team and I was in with a mate. We had a guys team. We got absolutely whooped. We were there for 40 minutes. My wife and her team did it in 30. So I hung my head in shame. <laughs> well, that's not too bad. It's not, not exactly like they had to send in search parties to rescue you then. One family was in there for three hours, but it would be very, very easy to get lost. So every corner looks the same as the last. How about your weekend? You look like you're in Sydney, I can see from my feed. I am in Sydney. That's right. I'm um, I'm back once again. I um yeah no I I uh, here for a, a, a few events. Um, News Corp are doing their decoded event um later today. Uh, it so happens that a couple of big weeks from Snapchat are in town tomorrow. So be chatting to the global CMO of Snapchat tomorrow and um O Media also doing an event um which I. I hold quite high hopes for it. It's called How People Move. And normally, you know, everyone does a survey or piece of analysis. But, um, yeah, so this own media event is probably masterminded by Neil Ackland, who heads up uh, kind of marketing and uh, creative communications out of O-Media. And he used to be the boss before that of Junkie Media. And they did really great insight full surveys into audiences so i suspect we're going to see some of the junkie playbooks so an event that i normally wouldn't bother to go to i'm i'm, I'm going to show my face at because um i think it will be a bit more entertaining than most so that's the reason for being here so i i must have driven past that cornfield on the on the on the way to launceston airport so uh i'd have given you a wave if i knew but uh but where should we uh where should we start today well, today let's go to the the Sydney Morning Herald. the The headline is ABC hires consultants amid nationwide radio rating slump. You wrote about this at the weekend. This topic, Tim. Yeah, I did. And um, Zoe Samios has, has has also picked up on the same topic in the across the nine newspapers. So that includes the Sydney Morning Herald and the Age. Um, she's taken a slightly different uh, tack mainly focusing on the numbers for the city stations in in each state, which have also seen a big drop in numbers. Um, 
people who maybe didn't see Saturday's best of the week, my focus was looking at the radio ratings, which which came out during the week. Um, and the really surprising drop in numbers for ABC Radio National. Um, it's been going on for a while, and it's not something that can just be put down to having had a big bounce in numbers during COVID. Um, you know, we're, we're really seeing numbers well down on what they were even before COVID. So, for instance, you know, um, uh, Radio National's news, news Breakfast now, which is happens to be presented by Patricia Carvelis, is less than half what it was three years ago. Um, you know, which is a really shocking number, um, and that's across all five cities. So, uh, which which are covered by the radio ratings. So that's Sydney, Melbourne, Brisbane, Adelaide, Perth. So um, there's there's something going there. So um, what Zoe reports to take this on a bit is that um, uh, the ABC has established an internal advisory group and brought in external consultants to stop, stop the, as Zoe reports it, dramatic decline of its radio audiences. Um, now, um, there isn't detail on, in this story on who those external consultants are. Um, the article mentions a couple of the internal participants, so group being led by Head of Corporate Strategy, Jeremy Miller, um, and he's talking to people across the, across the country till April. Um, but what we don't know is who's being brought in um, from outside. Uh, the only other ABC um, executive mentioned in this article is Lee Glenn Dinning, um, who, um, will, who's the head of content curation and platforms. And we'll look at how the Canadian Broadcasting Corporation and the BBC in the UK uh, are addressing you know the, the the decline in traditional audiences, which which I I guess one of the questions for me is um, why accept there's a decline because commercial radio is is um, is holding up it's holding up quite well, particularly when you also include listening via smart speakers and 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 and, and, and streaming, and that's before you even add in podcasting. Um, but yeah, it's. A, I must admit, it was a slight relief to read this story this morning, you know, not least because it felt to me like there, there'd just been a, a lot of denial in the ABC internally that there was even a problem. So, you know, as they say, the first thing of getting yourself help is to admit you've got a problem. So it sounds like they're at least beginning to get to that point. So is there any clue as to what they can do to dig themselves out of this ratings hole at all in the article? Uh, look, there, 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 there is, an, and I think this is the really tricky thing is, is it, you know, it's a bit like, you know, we're all experts on television or we're all experts on radio just because we watch it. You, you know, you, you, you actually need professionals to listen to individual shows and assess what's working on and, 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 and what isn't just to, to, you know, to firstly kind of diagnose, is it, you know, is it being done as professionally as well as it possibly can? You know, I, I have a hunch, which I, I wrote in Saturday, that some of the kind of the, the 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 choices being made at Radio National at the moment are even on the kind of things like News Breakfast are, are pretty esoteric. You know, you can understand why a, a mainstream, widespread audience might turn away from them. So, um, so yeah, I mean, it's 
it's important because this is, you know, this is the national flagship public service broadcaster. And if nobody is listening or very small portion of people listening, then it's really hard to justify the resource that it takes. Um, and it, you know, it's a tricky one because I don't think this is primarily a resource problem. You know, it's lost its way somewhere. So it almost feels as if they threw more resource at it without doing something else as well. It wouldn't automatically solve it. So I think there are, um, I'm trying to find a good way of putting it. The ABC absolutely is under-resourced at the moment, but also somewhere along the way is drifted. And that is the kind of cultural malaise, which I think is the challenge. Next, a Facebook exec changes sides. Unmade. A bit of news out of Medialand this morning. Tim, you've got a scoop. I have, yes. Look, it's not it's not a huge scoop, but it's worth just mentioning. Um, although this mainly is an analytical podcast of where we're going in the week, it'll be nice to occasionally break news. So I think we'll do that from time to time. So today I can tell you that Dan Sinfield, one of Meta's most senior Australian executives, has left the organisation and joined the Premium Content Alliance. So the PCA, that's the, the, the parent group of uh, Think TV. So it's, it's, it's a body funded by the media owners to promote their, me, their I hate saying mediums because I know it's incorrect, but it's also the word that people understand best. So to promote their mediums. So Think TV is um, perhaps the single sort of biggest part of the organisation, but they also um, have... Um, uh, think news brands as well, which um, which kind of covers the kind of traditional news publishing side of things. Now, Dan is going to be sort of um, reviewing everything that um, the PCA does in the um, the digital sphere, which comes at quite an important moment because you know when when Think TV sprang up, um, it, it effectively it was about promoting the broadcast medium of television, which has made a pretty good transition to the video medium of television. So BVOD, broadcast video on demand, etc. Um, you know, so the, the the impression seems to be that, you know, it, it, the, uh, as one sort of bucket leaks away of old school linear broadcast viewing, uh, it's at least mostly being re- replaced by a new form of viewing. Um, so that that I guess changes the emphasis. So um, so yeah. So I, I I that that is the plan for what they'll have um, Dan Sinfield doing. The um, spoke to somebody at the um, PCA over the weekend who gave me the following quote: "We saw good talent, so he snapped it up. Given his experience, Dan is conducting a review of digital right across the business. Currently, we're working on our FY twenty four plans. So Dan comes from." that experience is mainly from media agencies. So he was, before he moved over to Meta, he'd become quite a big player within the media agency scene. So he'd um, come into Australia as business director at Mindshare, one of the WPP agencies, before going on to OMD Australia, which is Omnicom, where he'd ended up as head of trading and implementation. So one of the people, you know, negotiates price 
with the media owners and then ended up as managing director over at Cara Australia, which is uh, part of part of Dentsu. So he knows that world very well. And obviously now having seen the digital world, so um, over at Meta, which is the, the parent company of Facebook, where he ended up as director of their global business group for FMCG and Auto. So a fairly senior role. Um, so yeah, so interesting that he's come out of that world and come back more to the traditional media. And speaking of Meta, there are some layoffs at the moment. Look, as far as I can tell, Dan's arrival wasn't connected to the layoffs at Meta. Um, globally, they're now in a second big round. So there was one announced a little while back, which coincided with what uh, founder Mark Zuckerberg described as the, the year of efficiency, which I think um, a lot of investors took as the year of making a little bit more money, maybe spending a little bit less on the metaverse. Um, but the company's just gearing up for... Um, another sort of round of globally about 10,000 um, jobs being cut kind of um, around the world. So as I say, I don't think Dan was caught up in that. Um, but yeah, look, there's there's definitely a lot of change for, you know, for that, for that tech sec- sector generally and, 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 and matter isn't any, any exception to that one. You know, funnily enough, um, just as we were about to record, um, uh, Bloomberg put out a weekly newsletter about um, Apple, which is very good. And, um, you know, that was touching on some of the steps being taken by Apple at the moment to save on some of its costs. So even the most kind of profitable of the tech players are all looking to cut their costs at the moment. Up next, the deadline approaches for the anti-siphoning list. Unmade. The current protected list of free-to-wear sport, the so-called anti-siphoning list, expires next week. Uh, perhaps you could, in a nutshell, explain what that is and what's going to happen, Tim. Well, look, one of one of the tricky things anyway, just in scripting this podcast, is do you put anti-siphoning? Because it's one of those phrases which isn't very meaningful, but effectively it's, it's the sort of historic list of sporting events which... Um, in the view of the politicians and the TV networks, there would be riots on the street if Australians couldn't watch for free. That's very broadly it. And, of course, that became a very nice little protection for the the, 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 the people at the traditional free-to-air networks because it meant they could get sport more cheaply than if it ended up over on, you know, Foxtel back in the day. Um, behind the paywalls and obviously you know since then there are there are plenty of other sort of platforms and ways to stream it which which aren't really covered in the old school um, legislation now there's a couple of bit, bits of coverage on this today there's one in the Australian and there's one across the nine newspapers um, and and they're giving slightly different emphasis um, because yes the, the 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 current list expires on April 1 so um the Australians take is simply that yeah they're going to um, release the 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 review of the anti siphoning laws as early as this week um, amid amid expectations that the scheme will be updated to kind of bring it in line with the change media landscape. So that's um, James Madden, the media editor, and the uh, on the Australian, and that sort of prediction really is um, that the broadly things won't change. You know, Melbourne Cup, the AFL, and NRL. Grand Finals, the Ashes Cricket Series at home, 
those sort of things still being on the list. Um, there's a sort of little subtlety as well. If you go over to um, the Sydney Morning Herald and the Age where Zoe Samuels is um, suggesting that actually there'll be a bit of a delay in the legislative reform until later in the year, which clearly, given that April the 1st was, was, was coming along, we weren't going to get legislation this week. Um, so it feels like it's going to be yet another rollover, and this is the second rollover since um, Michelle Rowland came in as Labour's communications minister. Um, so the way that Sydney Morning Herald is 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 framing it is um, the decision temporarily thwarts attempts by Foxtel and the sporting bodies to have the laws eased. Um, so we'll 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 see where we go. So it it feels like probably we'll get some sort of up mate uh, update this week, which will be broadly administrative, and then perhaps something a bit more significant could happen later in the year. But the the one the one rule of any media reform in Australia is it always takes twice as long as they say it will. Next, News Corp making moves. A couple of things going on at News Corp. First, they've unveiled something called yeah, Total this is Commerce, one I'm Tim. tap dancing around a little bit because um, most of the um, the announcements at Decoded, which is the, the News Corp event I mentioned at the start of the podcast, um, are under embargo until the event takes place this afternoon. Um, a little bit of it has gone into the public domain this morning, though, in The Australian. There's an interview with the executive chairman, Michael Miller, um, who talks about how this year's centrepiece will be total commerce, a concept based on media, technology, and retail channels converging into a single consumer experience. So really, total commerce is, is in part, you know, this comes as the TV networks are talking about total television. Um, and, and really, this is a conversation for or, or aim, aimed at kind of marketers in particular, particularly those who are kind of, you know, doing their marketing through digital platforms. So, um, you know, it, 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 I suppose, sums up a, a little part of the evolution of News Corp, but there'll be uh, more detail on it announced later today. And News Corp is doing a deal with Samsung TV. Yeah, this is an interesting one. And I guess it's, a, I suppose it comes back a little bit to the earlier conversation I was having about the rise of alternate um, ways of streaming television. Now, obviously, that includes through smart televisions. Um, so, yeah, there's a, a deal has been done with um, the Sky News Australia, which will launch a whole new channel called Sky News Now, which will effectively be a kind of best-of portfolio of Sky News, Sky News Weather, and, and the content Sky News Extra. So I don't think there'll be actual kind of live programming for this Samsung channel, but um, it, it, it's kind of interesting, I suppose, just as a marker of um, how far we've come that, um, you know, one of our kind of broadcast players is curating a channel just for a television device. I do have a Samsung TV and I've seen the Samsung offering and I've wondered what the eyeballs, what the audience numbers are. Is there any clue at all as to the size in Australia? Gosh, that's a really good question. Now, I'm just having a little think about the content consumption survey the government does, which came out um, just last week or the week before. And they certainly don't go down to the granular level of, granular level of individual TV brands. Um, 
I think there was a little bit around smart TV viewing. Um, and also the, the other interesting thing is there's a difference between the number of smart TVs which are internet enabled um, is significantly larger than the, the number which are actually then doing their viewing that way. You know, there are, there are a lot of smart TVs which are being used in kind of dumb ways at the moment, you know, sort of still plugged into the, the aerial socket and mainly used that way. Um, so look, so definitely fast growing. Um, and I, I, you know, and I think when you kind of, kind of aggregate the audiences for smart TVs globally, it becomes something really significant, which is why people like, you know, Samsung have an advertising division now. Um, I think what's going to be one of the interesting things about that is what that does to the viewing experience where effectively the, the TV companies become another kind of gatekeeper on that audience, which is something makers of television are going to have their own question marks or issues on so so yes it's interesting that you 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 see news corp um actually being a part of that conversation and actually obviously doing some sort of um deal with samsung to play in it so um so yeah look my my guess to 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 go back to your question is very very niche but also a fast growing niche well that's it for today we'd love to hear what you think at letters at unmade.media that's letters at unmade.media. Tim will be back tomorrow with Choose Data. And don't forget, if you'd like to support Unmade, you can become a paying member. Go to unmade.media to find out how. Today's podcast was produced with the usual enthusiastic support of Abe's Audio. See you next time. Toodle pip. Unmade. Podcast edit by Abe's Audio.